0: Ladies and gentlemen, hang on to your hat. Episode 21. I'm Derek Myers, coming at you from Castaway Studios
1: in Collingwood. I'm Dan, and I'm coming to you from Broome, Western Australia.
0: Oh (laughs) my, the magic of tech.
1: (laughs) Go on, Derek, push a button.
0: Righto. Oh, yeah. Bad Daddy, (laughs) you're a naughty boy. Don't judge me.
1: These (laughs) days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not the blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion, and well, the love, of course. <laughs> Derek Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. <laughs> it
0: is oh dan just quickly before we get on to the magical world of what's going on in broom i launched a new podcast you knew you you knew i was going to talk about it let's face it uh, it, but i'm not publicizing it that's not what i'm here for because it's private it's private it's only for it's only for overweight men
1: really how are you gonna know that how are you gonna know that over the airwaves. How are you gonna determine? Well I don't give
0: a shit if anyone isn't. Right. Oh, okay. I don't know. It well it's only it's only aimed at. Yeah. Like if someone if someone says to me, um it's like like um like mum's listening to our show. They can listen yeah, exactly w- won't do any harm. Well
1: but you know, a, a, as a dad it's only a matter of time anyway. Hmm. Really.
0: Well you, you get could fat, argue get fat. Yeah. Well, seems like it. I yeah. mean,
1: yeah. It's, I, I mean, can't
0: see it in your in, – I can't see you getting fat, to be honest. But you I know don't I mean.
1: know. I don't know. Well, at least we won't have more kids. I think the more kids you get, the harder it is to get out and, you know, run around. And you have to eat all that bloody food that they eat. Yeah. That's yeah. the hardest thing.
0: Well, here's the format you know? just quickly. I, I've I, mm. I kind of come up with this kind of spontaneously. I climbed a three-step staircase. And then right. I mean, when I got to the top and I'm also I'm right. sick of this fucking about to die sound that I've got in the microphone. <laughs> right. right. So, so I just cracked and I went, Oh, I've had this idea for a long time, but i kind of evolved. I mashed a few ideas together. So what I'm doing yeah. is this kind of big man support it's called the good paddock, the big yep. man support kind of vibe like we do with fatherhood, not, not going in with any great knowledge or, or judgment. Yeah. But, but yeah. I'm, I, but each guest every week is going to throw down a new thing that, that I, a challenge for me to do. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, ah. every day, I want you to have a smoothie in the morning with fucking wheat bix in it or whatever. I don't know. Oh, okay. Whatever, yeah. that, whatever yeah. that people do. Right. Right. And, and I, they have to do it as well because somewhat my mate Bob's coming on next week and he's gone, yeah, but couldn't I just talk, torture you with some crazy thing? I said, well, you have to do it too. But I have to do all of them cumulatively, so they've got to be different right. things. Anyway, yeah, that's my adventure. So I'm excited by that, and that's got me yeah. through my lonely times while you've been in Broome. Um, so when are you coming back?
1: Uh, I'll be back um, on this week. We're, 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 we're coming back a little bit earlier, so yeah.
0: <laughs> to, to the tropics.
1: Yeah, I've got it. I'm just trying to. I think I've lost a child. Hang on a minute. I can hear one there's one there, yeah, but there's another one I think <laughs> oh, she's got the other one so uh, so we we've got a um a a uh, Italian woman uh francesca who who's here uh, and she's a friend of a friend she's uh come over to watch the kids this oh, afternoon and perfect. watch them tonight so we can go out for dinner. Oh. That's living yeah. the life. Look at that. Exactly. What more can you ask for? How,
0: how would that be if you were living on a truck and you had three kids?
1: Nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't
0: well, want to. I went off too early because I do want to talk about today's episode, but yep. I also wouldn't no, mind it's... touching on last week's because I've just been, uh, mm. I've just
1: been listening what? through. Dave, Dave Mann, and and the, this this week's episode mm. about the, living in the truck was a, such a great conversation. Um, awesome, and it's kind of mind boggling what they've achieved. To, I mean, they, they literally they've they've got a little bit of space at their parents' house on the kind of family property that he talks about with a couple of sea containers, so they can spread out um, uh, in the uh, at certain times, you know. But most of the time, they're travelling up and down the west coast with all those kids. Um, and I put, I gave you a couple of photos too of the truck, um, but it's very inspiring because it just shows you that it's, it's possible and there are definitely upsides to it as well. And, and weirdly there's a, it makes things more complicated in a lot of ways, but Mm. also simpler, much simpler in a lot of ways. So I went in thinking that this sounds like the most stressful thing you could possibly do, but then. It also takes away a few stresses as well. So
0: yeah, no, mate. Yeah. I, was, I was all the way through. I was yeah. just while well, I was listening to it earlier on, I, I was, I was just going, I want to do that. Yeah. I know, and I was also another part of me was going, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, but you yes. can't. You're too. Yeah. You're not fit enough. You're not smart enough. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so you know, people say, oh, you have to be smart to be a lawyer and to be successful. Bullshit. Yeah. I reckon you've got to be smart to get out there and uh, run the show on the road. I reckon it's brilliant. And yeah, that, well, going and, and on and o- the on the ocean, that's a whole nother story coming up. But no, I find all these no spoilers.
1: Mates, all these guys up here are very inspiring to me, but I, mm. they are a, a little bit superhuman, some of them. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard to kind of quite, yeah, it's inspiring. But they've got a, a a very conscious understanding of whether you agree with it or not. They've got a very conscious kind of um, engagement with their lives and their families. So, I
0: was, um, I was a la- bit yeah. Last week I, yeah. I was a, I, it was a, there was amazing sort of synchronicity in the yeah. the fact that two days ago I recorded episode one of my Fat Boy podcast, and then there was a little bit yeah. in last week's where there was a <laughs> yes. bit of a. Mention of, you know, like teaching the kids. And my first instance was like, back up, as yes. if my back was up. And then, yeah. I, and then I went, you know, well, this is what the show's about, diversity and everything. And I went, hang on a minute. Uh, and yeah. then But then I remembered, Dan, that it was probably less than – I reckon it was less than three days ago that I had exactly the same talk to my kids. The only yeah. difference was I wasn't pointing at someone and saying – Quietly yeah. and not insultingly, and not embarrassing them, I wasn't yeah. pointing at someone saying, "That's what happens when you don't uh, think about look what you you're look after yourself." I actually <laughs> did. I actually did have that talk with my daughter and my son to some extent, but he's a different. He's a different. Yeah, yeah. He's a different breed. I think he's going to be scrawny till he's about seventy.
1: but I I did my my daughter
0: and I said, look, this is, look at me. I said, this is how. So I can't really say that was a bit unfair because I did it, but I had the option, like Seinfeld's uh, dentist, you know, I had the option because I'm in the gang, I can call out the fat, but I wasn't calling it out or judging myself. I was saying, this is the physical result of not, Really learning to eat properly and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's well, what I'm look, getting to in my own show.
1: But it was, was choice of it was choice of words really. And then the thing with a with a conversation like that that's unedited is that you you know you, you things come out the way they come out. But my, I mean, I hope it was understood that my intention with that example of of obesity and overweightness was that I was trying to make a point about how it's. Um, you know, it shouldn't be that just just like we don't have to call obesity um, healthy and wonderful and yeah, a, um, oh, I got it same, right away. It we, was obvious. In order to, but but it's, that doesn't therefore mean that we have to persecute people. It's it's it's, it, it's that thing of uh, you know, in order to not persecute, you have to say it's all perfectly fine, and no obese people want to be really overweight. We just don't have to pick on them for it. Yeah, is, was my point. I, I <laughs> but think R- when you Richard kind of yeah. t- took it slightly differently, but no, but that's, anyway, that's fair. Yeah. I mean,
0: when you're if you're not exposed, to it, like if you're if you, if you live yeah. if you live in Alice Springs, yeah, your idea of traffic is going to be in Melbourne is going to be pretty fucked up, right? You're going to be going, yeah. oh no way, because they just it looks so random, like H- Hanoi. For instance, yeah. when you were in Hanoi living there and it was just mental, But then you eventually you realised there was a system there.
1: And there's also yes. a system yeah. for,
0: for saying the right things and, you know, it's not, it's not just yeah. a blanket. Like if I just tried to perceive what was happening and I was from somewhere else in conversations about being not insulting and all that, hmm. I'd probably go, these fucking freaks, you can't say anything. PC yeah. gone mad and all that sort of stuff. Whereas if yeah. I, when you're immersed in it, you get ready. I'm not. There's no way. I, I thought it was brilliant the way you hand, handle that, and and it instantly came across to me as a as a mm. listener in this case that mm. that yeah, it, it was obvious that you were talking about the the notion of not persecuting someone doesn't need to suddenly just pile on the. The acceptance that everything's that it's, okay, oh, it's healthy for your body. But it's
1: all great, yeah. No, and that yeah, they, no. they don't get, its not mutually exclusive. And you know, I, I think there's a there's a tendency to sort of outrage. And I, I hope that when that people can hear the intention and what. Yeah, I don't think we need to you know I make mean? too
0: many excuses for no. it. I, I no, thought no, it was no, pretty good.
1: So. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. pretty good. So, you
0: know, you can't just—you can't have a show where you're talking to a diversity of dads. And then yeah. be worried if someone's got a particular opinion or whatever. And-
1: no, it's, no, exactly. We just have to hear everyone's opinion and try not to to get to, uh, you know, take, take things too personally, I suppose, try and mm. put it in the context that it's in. It's interesting. I think it's great that we're getting all these perspectives anyway. Yeah, for so, sure. And it should be a little bit difficult, and a little bit complex. So anyway, listen, I better go because, you know, life's uh, <laughs> bouncing around backyard in front of me <laughs> i just get, life
0: get a life is bouncing around <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. i was
1: trying to search for a word for ka- rather than chaos
0: yeah and people um, get yeah. into uh get into this this mm. you're gonna love this story i was so uh so jealous of mm. life on the mini house the tiny house on the truck
1: yeah on the truck yeah see i had a great chat today all right, man. Beautiful. I'll get a couple more before I come home. Okay, um, and uh, I'll see you then.
0: Beautiful. All right, Cheers, see man. You.
1: love to the family. Uh, you too. <laughs> G'day, folks. This is Dan. This is Hang on to Your Hat. I'm in Broome still, and um, with our Kimberley series of dads, we're trying to make it sound even, you know more professional yeah. every time. The Kimberley <laughs> series. <laughs> Um, so, if you're not a crocodile hunter, then you've no place in the Kimberley, it seems. Right. No, but, um, and I'm here with Dave Mann, who lives part of the. T- well, you live all over the place. And that's the I guess point. So. Yeah, like, I guess you
2: could say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But he's from Margaret River. You're an old Margaret River family. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah? Our family goes way back there.
1: Yeah. Um, in fact, you're, the road you live on is named after your family. It is. I believe. Man yeah. Road, is
2: it? Man Street. Man yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that, that, yeah, we do go back to sort of when Margaret River began as a town.
1: Yeah, right.
2: Um, our family. But I didn't grow up there as such. I went to school in Perth. Right. And we were there on weekends and school holidays. But mm. it wasn't until later in my life that I decided that it was a good place to be.
1: Yeah, beautiful yeah. place. Dave, yeah. Dave is um, a friend of Will's who I lived with in Broome some time ago. He's a, um, and he and his partner Beck and the three kids travel around Australia a lot and between uh, Margaret River and Broome, um, Dave's a, a musician, singer-songwriter, as is Beck, and you guys play all over the place. And important, like the reason I really wanted to get him in here uh, to talk was that these guys have been living in a truck, basically, a yeah. a. a, a a home on the back of a truck with three yeah. kids or at least for the early part of their lives.
2: Yeah, they've cons- never known anything different. They, yeah. They weren't born in the truck but they, their only <laughs> home is the truck. Yeah.
1: And because I get on this podcast and I whine and complain and, about <laughs> how I'm not coping and all that and everyone says, oh, come on. But um, I just I marvel at you guys right. embarking on such incredible yeah. journeys with kids yep. living in close quarters. Yeah. So, what the fuck <laughs> was in your head?
2: Yeah. Well, oh, you
1: guys were doing that before you had kids. Yeah. Or?
2: Yeah. We absolutely were. So, um, we Beck and I met um, eleven years ago, hmm. and very quickly it was one of those whirlwind kind of getting together.s We we got together, and you know, two or three months later after meeting, we bought a truck together because she had this grand vision of of playing. Well, she's into theater, and I was always into music, and yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, we we bought a truck and and um, and then we drove across the Nullarbor in this in this truck that together we barely knew each other really <laughs> uh, we bought, we didn't have any other we've sold everything we had and bought this this yeah. cab chassis of a truck thinking that it was a great idea uh, so it didn't have the thing on the back no no it was just it was just a cab and a and a flat tray right. it was an old New South Wales railway truck right. And Beck had this vision of, 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 um, traveling Australia, um, getting into, uh, communities, remote communities and, and yeah. trying to get some sort of, uh, interconnection happening mm. with indigenous Australians and using her theater background as a bit of a vehicle to sort of, um, connect a bit more. Mm. She had this longing for it. And what, manifested from that dream was was a, a four-wheel drive house truck because I'm nearly seven foot tall and I can't fit in many of the buses that any of the buses that we looked at <laughs> yeah. and we wanted it to be four-wheel drive so we could go to pretty remote places. Yeah. And the other criteria was that it had to be like a some sort of environmental low-impact thing, like so running right. on waste vegetable oil. Wow. And so once I sort of started looking into – how to make a truck run on waste vegetable oil um i whittled it down to to the truck that we have in terms of whether it was a, available you know um mm. whether it was uh suitable to run on waste vegetable oil
1: yeah and Are you guys still doing that still yeah yeah, yeah 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 absolutely wow. yeah there's no way people... we could
2: afford to run it on a musician's income <laughs> no
1: because people drop off a bit like that that because it's a bit of work
2: it is a bit of work and I should have given up many years ago, but yeah. because of our low income, I had to make it work. Because trying to make that thing run on diesel, we just can't afford. Yeah, like sure. we'd have to do double the amount of gigs to pay for, just for the fuel.
1: Yeah. Um, so now you've got to make friends with a lot of fish and chip shops. Well, well,
2: it just so happens that all the places we play, they also have restaurants mostly. Oh, of course. And yeah. so we play a gig
1: and we pump their oil, and and we get paid for the gig. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of works out perfect. Does that? So. M- yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so once you've got it all down you know what you're doing and you've got it down to i I've got of it a, down a a to a fine art now, yeah.
2: but that's after ten years of of making a lot of problem a lot of mistakes, basically. Yeah. And um, I've got a great little system now. It's a no brainer, I hardly spend any time fixing the engine or, or fixing all the components that make it work on veggie oil. Yeah. And it's a really good little system now. And we've got our our drop off points or pick up points I should say. Mm. Um between Margaret River and, and here in the Kimberley. And I might also say, too, that we don't really go around Australia. We, we have done once. Yeah, right. But it's pretty much Margaret River to the Kimberley and back each West, year. West Coast.
1: And, West and, Coast, and yeah. there's loads of people are doing that up here, like Kamali does that and there's yeah. not, there's, there seems to be a Margaret River broom there is. kind of yeah. <laughs> fast track. Yeah, I think
2: a lot of people down that way yep. exit.
1: Oh, and Richard, who was on the other day, of course, yeah. is living in Margaret River right. now too. And right. um, um, so oh, so you had the so the kids came after. Oh, that makes a bit more sense because I was thinking yeah. these guys have had three kids and gone. Fuck it, we'll stick them all in a truck and like. And I thought, what? <laughs> How could you do that? Yeah, like, that's
2: madness. That's no. mad.
1: So it was a sort of like the frog boy, the boiling frog. You gradually found yourself. Well, doing it was it.
2: pretty interesting after you know only knowing back for two or three months, and we're trying to decide which truck to buy. You yeah. know, do we get? A dual cab? Are we going to have kids? You know, so having this discussion, <laughs> yeah. you know, very early in a relationship was was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Um. But all, all based on all because yeah. you need inform information for, to buy a truck. Yeah, that's right. I mean, do we get a dual wild. cab
2: or do we get a single cab? Is it yeah. just going to be us, or are we going to make a family one day? Mm. Because we only want to. You don't want to buy a truck twice, you know. You no. To, so we we decided that yes, we we would like to have kids one day into the future, and and Gracie came. A lot earlier than we'd planned to have
1: kids. Um, All the blokes in the Kimberley series have just about been the same. These that. fast yeah. yeah. relationship like crash together.
2: Yeah. And then, yeah. 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 So, so Gracie, yeah, Gracie came a year. No, when was it? We got, we got married and I think we must have conceived Gracie that night or a couple of nights afterwards. Wow. Um. And so you know, nine months later, we had a truck and a and a baby. But how long have you been together at that stage? Uh, a few months. A, a year, a year. Two, maybe eighteen months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's probably two. the same. For yeah. Us. yeah. But at this stage, the truck was was very basic. It it's been such an evolution building that truck. You know, it started off. It's taken us basically seven or eight years. To yeah. get
1: it to this point where it is now. It's a beautiful truck for people listening. It's got all the interiors wooden benches yeah. and bunks, and and it's muralled on the outside. It's a beautiful piece of work. It's a bit of art in itself. It isn't is a it? bit of a piece of art. Yeah. 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 I'll it, try and put a picture up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've
2: got something there I can yeah. share with you. Cool. Um, but the truck has evolved as our family's evolved. Yeah. Because all of it. Um. Apart from having a truck that ran on waste vegetable oil and getting into remote places to play our music, um, apart from that, everything else has been a really organic process and we've had to build things as we've needed them or we've had the money to do so. Mm. So
1: it's been a a pretty interesting journey, yeah. So So the baby's born, you bring the baby back to the truck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what that was all like? Like,
2: Yeah, I remember. You know, we had we had our double bed in there and it and it's 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 all one room, you know. It's 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 five metres by two and a bit metres. Right. Is our whole house.
1: And it's amazing what you can do with that when you
2: Yeah, it's basically the size of someone's bathroom or yeah or or a small kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And we've got our double bed, which you roll out of bed and and you're in the kitchen basically. (laughs) Yeah. And um I remember Gracie being a baby, and we had one of those hammocks, those bouncy hammocks that hang from the ceiling. Yeah. So I had a couple of tech screws in the roof, you know, with this the spring and the the, the cloth hammock, and and, the, and Gracie used just We could just lean out of bed and just put the hand on the hammock and bounce her to sleep. Oh, it was wow. Just, it was wonderful. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. It worked really, really well.
0: Right.
1: Um,
2: and, and then we had to build her a bunk when she grew out of that. Yeah. And that if my memory serves me correctly, which is pretty average, um, she, she slept where the daybed is now. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, we've got a day bed which is opposite the sink in the truck, and she used to sleep there when she grew out of the hammock. And now we've built her a little room in the back of the cab. So she's oh. now seven, going on eight. So she's got her own little private room now in the back of the cab. Which then converts wow. back to seats when we drive.
1: And the reason for that is because you needed to make room for the fucking twins. The twins came along,
2: yes. <laughs> yes, wow. that's right. So so Gracie so three years after Gracie was born and and as you you and your fellow guests have realised that having one kid is is quite hard work on the parents. <laughs> like you can't keep up with the little things. Yeah. Like yeah. they just she was wearing us out. And so we decided that she needed a brother or sister. Yeah, and and we we started trying to have, you know, our second child. Gracie was about two and a half, I think, and we had. Yeah, Beck fell pregnant, and then she we lost that one, which was a, a pretty hard time. Yeah, particularly for yeah. Beck, like she she really felt that hard. Yeah.
1: Um, it's incredibly common, isn't it? It is it's really, really common, common, you know. When you start talking, it's yeah. and then
2: we, you know, when you start trying to have a baby and you realise that that it's it's such a miracle just to fall pregnant. Yeah, you know, and some people don't even aren't, aren't that lucky to even fall pregnant. Like it's not as easy mm. um, when you want to have one. Yeah, um, for some, especially for some people. Anyway, we had we were lucky and we we did fall pregnant. And I remember going to the. Oh, and because she'd had a miscarriage, the doctor, when we, when she fell pregnant, the doctor said, okay, at seven or seven weeks, I think it was, come in for a scan to make sure that everything's okay. Normally that would be too soon. Mm -hmm. And we went in together. And, and when the, when the, the doctor dropped the bomb and said, there's two in there, (laughs) it was, um, it was such a strange feeling of, I'd say, half, half of it was really excited and then the other half was, fuck. <laughs> quick calculations in your head. Cal- quick calculations in the head. How the fuck am, are we going to yeah. do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to, you know, the, the whole primal instinct thing starts yeah. kicking in. How am I going to support this family off a measly musician's income? Yeah how are we going to accommodate a family of five in a truck? So I was partly super excited and at the same time just almost devastated because I thought that it was the end. I thought it was the end of my my musical life, you know, my musical career. I thought I'd have to get a a more secure, well-paying job. Yeah, yeah. I thought we'd have to, you know, move into a normal house. and. And at this point it was it was very clear to me that i I could never feel like I could live in a normal house again after living in the truck and enjoying the benefits of being the and the freedom of being able to move your house wherever you want to go mm-hmm. and having the freedom of being able to earn your money wherever you go mm. um I felt that you know that far outweighed the challenges of being in a small box, yeah um but when the twins came i thought there's no there's no conceivable way that we could make this work mm. and i don't know whether it was laziness or or some kind of inner determination that i didn't know that i had
1: some perverse masochism something <laughs> some some
2: kind of weird energy that i couldn't quite yeah. understand we i never did anything about it and time just played out and I guess I must have kept telling myself that it was all going to be okay because it always has been. Yeah, you know all the challenges. I kept saying to myself, "Well, all the all the things that I've been worried about prior to this moment have always worked out okay." Yeah, you know all the gigs that I was super stressed out about beforehand. You know, getting up in front of thousands of people or whatever. Mm-hmm. That it all it always worked out somewhere yeah. or another. Yeah. And I am here right now, I, you know, and so why, why is it not going to work out? And I just kept telling myself
1: that. Well, you, you kind of have to, don't you? You do. It's funny. Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking before about how par- the, the big, well, there's lots of differences, but something about parenthood that, that's different from before for me was that you have conflicting emotions simultaneously a lot. Right. But before yeah, yeah. I used to have well, joy here, yeah. then, uh, you know, terror here. Yeah. And they were kind of linear. Yeah. Now there's a lot of it will happen simultaneously, like you were saying yeah. about this, what am I going to do, but also excitement. Yeah. Suddenly these opposed, seemingly oppositional emotions start happening together, certainly for yeah. me, and you can't decide which is, so you've just got to keep moving forward.
2: I, and I reckon that moment that happens at childbirth itself, like that—the mm. first moments where you have all these conflicting emotions—all happens at yeah, childbirth. Yeah, totally. You know, you just you're in awe of this thing that's just been born. But yeah. now it's
1: my responsibility. Yeah, you've
2: got all this fear of you know, and anxiety to do with yeah. responsibility, but you've got all this love and yeah, yeah, you know, there's so
1: much boiling around in that room. You know, yeah, when you when your baby's born, I was also thinking about the uh, the line from Jaws. You know he... He's chumming the water, and he sees the shark, and he comes back and goes, "We're going to need a bigger boat." <laughs> so what I imagine you saying when when you heard about the twins, "We're going to need a bigger truck." Bigger truck, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't fit of this fucking truck. You'll yeah. put a second story on the truck. Yeah, but what yeah. did you? So you've got so that there's two more kids, so you've just got them.
2: So we had the twins in. We had them in hammocks as well. Yeah, the two hammocks. I'm
1: pretty sure it's all a blur. Yeah, man. That's the other thing about parenthood. It's a blur, isn't it? It's a blur. It. It? It's that's a blur. why it, your body, that's why nature tricks you into having more, doesn't it? Right. Because you, you've, you know, as soon as you start, you get into baby mode. oh, they're great. He was great when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just blank it on bl- all the different. It
2: blurs it all so you don't remember how hard it yeah. is when they're first born. Yeah, yeah. And the lack of sleep that you get. So, <laughs> um, like I
1: say to people, don't ever, when, when people, as they get older, are deciding whether to have kids, I'm like, just whatever you do, don't sit down and figure it out on a bit of paper right? because it never lo- works on paper. No. It's a nightmare. No. You put your pros and cons because you because most of the pros are things you can't properly conceive of until you've got them. Absolutely. If you know what I mean. You can yeah, only there's list no all the sh- things that are going to be problematic or maybe that's yeah. a more bloke thing. I don't know. Like, who knows? But yeah, well, we do try It's got to be a wild, yeah. you know. Absolutely. You've just got to do it or not
2: yeah absolutely yeah. i yeah. think you just got to do it and it's a wonderful thing you can you can never go back it. <laughs> yeah um yeah so we had the twins in the hammocks and then they outgrew them and i had to do a major renovation on the truck because we just that was it was either that or you know yeah sell the truck and do something completely different so i thought well i better try so i by this stage we've because in Margaret River we've got a base camp yeah, and we we, we stay there for the summers and we've got a – it's kind of an elaborate docking station, we call it. So the tra- <laughs> truck backs in and there's a deck on the back of our truck that opens up. Yeah. And that deck matches up with some other decking that I've built. And at this base camp we've got a couple of sea containers that, that I've also yeah. fitted out as nice little cabins that are all lined with timber and it's all really nice and cosy. And so – We temporarily, Beck and the twins moved out of the truck when they were quite young. That's right. So Beck and the twins, when they were really young, were in the hammocks um, in the sea container. And Gracie and I were in the truck while I was also renovating it. Yes. And so we had had our two separate rooms at that point, which, you know, when the kids were quite, when the babies, twins were quite young. So that's how we sort of managed that little, because otherwise you know, Gracie and I just weren't gonna get any sleep at all.
1: Yeah, of course. You know, if we're yeah. all
2: in the same box together and the twins are waking up every two hours or so yeah. to get fed and changed and so Beck would do the night shift and then I would you know, I'd be on catering during the day, you know, I'd feed myself and Beck and trying to fatten her up because she's losing weight quicker than she can put it on, trying to feed two right. two kids at once. She was she was just getting stripped of everything she course. had. Yeah. Um and so my main job was on catering and, you know, high protein, high oh, yeah. energy food. You know, lots yeah. of, lots of fatty stuff. You yeah, know, she, yeah. So she could make enough milk to feed two two kids, two babies. And, um, uh and so she slept in in a separate room, and Gracie and I were in the truck. And then I'd try and find time during the day to try and renovate the truck and make some bed space for the twins and which I which we did and and so now we've got sort of a a four-tiered system we had a dog at the time and he was down the bottom yeah and then the twins were sleeping in a in in a single bunk but it was really long so their feet were touching in the middle <laughs> right. well as they grew older their feet started to touch but they had a, a head each end of the bed yeah and then our double bed was above that right um and half of it was all our music gear storage under the bed, and the other half was this single single bunk that the twins would sleep toe-to-toe on. And then Gracie's bunk, and she's the oldest daughter, um, her bunk was above our feet on a single bunk. So yeah. we sort of had this layer of four all on top of one another.
1: Um, Family storage. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: and <clears throat> And when it was working well, when everybody slept, it was fantastic because we were all so close to one another if anybody stirred in the night, we were right there to help yeah. and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But as soon as someone got sick or there was a cold or something like that, or somebody wasn't sleeping for whatever reason, then we all struggled. Right. Yeah. So when it was good, it was great, and when it was bad, it was really hard.
1: Because it's ship life. It's ship it's the life. Same as yeah. that. You know, yeah. We're all in it together. We're the...
2: all in this box, this tiny box together, and and it's still like that now. You know, when it when things are great, it's really great.
1: Yes, right.
2: And when 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 there's a cold or a flu or or something like that, then it's we really it's yeah. a really challenging time and we go into um you know crisis mode or you know survival mode we call it. Yeah. You know, and we just we just get back to the basics and it's sleep, you know, hygiene and and feeding each other.
1: Which yeah. there's an argument to be made that this is the way we have evolved to Operate, you know what I mean? That you know to to on on a on a simple level like that, like be dealing with like as as much as it sounds to me like that could be really stressful and anxiety inducing. The fact that you're having to break life down into very um the the simplicity of what needs to happen. Yeah, looking after the clan, looking after the tribe, just doing what needs to be done. That also is what we're evolved to do as opposed to going away and working jobs in the city and coming home late and doing all this sort of stuff in a way that look I might be totally wrong but that might also have a counter anxiety like when when I'm in a crisis knowing that what my job is really helps like if I have to go and do this this and this yeah there's there's clear thing housekeeping things that need to be done yeah then you're not having to think about all this stuff yeah is that kind of yeah can can it work like that yeah, I, th- I mean, God, that's, I don't know. That's,
2: a... that's what I love about living, like confining ourselves to living in a box. Like it, 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 um, it forces you to live in the most sim- simplistic way because you just can't afford to have all this other stuff. Right. You don't have room for it.
1: So you have to get to what's important. So we get to what's Crucial.
2: important very quickly because there is no space emotionally or physically for other yeah. stuff. And so, and that's what I love about it the most is that it it addresses those core primitive needs, right? Um, so blatantly, so clearly, you know, because they
1: think they, they you know, the suggestion is that the the, the sort of stress and anxiety epidemic is a lot to do with affluenza and just having just too many decisions, too much stuff, too much yeah. co- complexity, too much connectivity, yep. so that taking that stuff away and having to sort of evolve an understanding of what is absolutely necessary. Mm. There must be, yeah, there must be some.
2: Yeah. It's it's probably it's the key to, thing that I love to the think most. Yeah. It could
1: be freeing
2: as well as confining. It, you know? As simplifying, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a massive freeing of, right. of, of headspace. Yeah.
1: Yeah, see, that's the bit that I'm trying to understand because to me from the outside My first reaction now that I've got these two kids of my own is that that's just hell on wheels because you can't get away and you're all inclined. But but that's because I'm just imagining us as we are with our life suddenly being squeezed into your life. You get right, right, right. right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, but I think we could do with that. It might remove a lot of what causes the stress as well. But then, as you say, there's other stresses. You're never going to. Yeah,
2: well, it's interesting, isn't it? Like that, that anxiety comes from uh, lack of, like not not lack of, but wanting something other than what you have. Yeah. You know, like you wanting to have the freedom to go and write the next play or do the next thing or go on the next tour or, mm. or st- wanting something that you don't have in this moment right now, and that's where that anxiety comes from, mm. and and. And living that really simple way in the truck with our family, like there is there's basically no like we get anxious too, of course, but yeah. but we 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 can't be thinking of too many other things that yeah. we want that that don't happen right now because yeah. it's just it's just not going to work
1: no you, yeah. you, you, you can't you, you can't do it so you don't do it and yeah. yeah it's such a funny thing, and I wonder how that sits in the in the your experience, how that sits in the because you're still living in the the regular world, yeah.
2: As well, I've wrestled with that all the time, you know, like where we are right now, like this very moment in time. Um, Beck and I and the kids were up at a place called Cool in Cape La Vique, and we're doing three, three gigs a week up there playing this music residency, but we're also homeschooling the kids, um. And that takes up so much time. Mm. And every morning when I sit down, I go right, okay, you know, the mornings are dedicated to homeschooling the kids. I have to, I have to make sure that before we even start the day's lessons, that I'm in the right headspace. And I don't get it right all the time. In fact, more often than not, I, I'm, I'm, my my brain wants to start longing for something that I can't do, or find a reason why this homeschooling thing is a pain in the ass yeah. because. I want to be writing more songs, or I want to be, I just want to go fishing, or I want to go, my friends are coming up and I want to go and hang out with them, or Mm. um, I, you know, somebody comes over and offers me this cool opportunity to go out on a boat or do something fun. And no, I can't because I've got to be here.
0: Mm.
2: And, but if I try to rid all those thoughts out of my brain and just go, right, all I need to do, all I have to do is be a, a good parent and be at home home tutor the kids and then I can play later and all I've got to do is feed them, feed me, homeschool the kids, play this gig and then that's it, no more. Yeah. And as long as I am i don't have too many things floating around in my head, I can be really present and 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 be a good home tutor. But if I'm sitting there with Gracie, you know, going through some maths problem with her, thinking about, and my right. mind is somewhere else. Then yeah. I then I feel like this is a pain in the
1: ass. And it's, that's where the it's anxiety the and, and the then I get anxious and stressed because yeah. you're not you you you're resisting. You're not in the, the moment you're in. Yeah, and and no one can be totally present all the time. But but yeah, that's where the pain comes from. Yeah. The suffering comes from when. And, but in those brief moments, for me, in the brief moments where I'm actually just doing something simple with the kids, and I'm able to recognize it and appreciate it, it's. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. But if I'm in if I'm you know this yeah. this constantly comes back. It constantly comes you know? up doesn't it on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's I reckon it's a really hard thing but it's also a blessing. Yeah. Like it's a teaching. Yeah. And I and I reckon that's the greatest thing about being a dad is the is the teaching and the personal development that it and the opportunity that it is to Better yourself as a person because of the challenges we face that we yeah. have to move through. Because you have to, you mm. have to try to move through these challenges. Otherwise, you're not being the dad you could be, or the or the person yeah. you could be, or you you're doing your child a, a disservice by not being the person that you could be.
1: Yeah, well, that's the great thing about what you guys are doing too. We, we've been talking, Richard and I are talking about modelling behaviour. Yeah, you know, modelling. You you guys mustn't talk a lot, negotiate a lot, figure things out a lot, and you're modeling that to them. I mean, you 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 have because you're in such close quarters, and yeah, They and you see have everything. To streamline, they see everything. You also can't have any excess stuff, so you've got to kind of get deal with stuff as it comes up. You don't have the luxury to just kind of put it away, literally sweep things under the, the carpet, carpet, or metaphorically, yeah, yeah. So sure, so they see that they see you guys playing music, they see you doing what you want to do. What, what what is gives you 're passionate about yeah yeah, and that there 's alternative ways
2: to live yeah that 's a big one, you know yeah yeah they yeah that they and they know that already yeah they're they 're pretty clear with that that yeah that we live a pretty alternative life as yeah. to most people and, Um,
1: that 's an extraordinary thing because it 's very easy to sit at wherever you are in your life and and dream about other people 's lives i can, i can you know someone who works a million hours a day in the city and goes home to their family late at night, might dream of travelling up and down the West Coast in a truck like you guys do and playing music and doing all that. Yeah. And it's not without its own difficulties and complexities. But the point is they can do it. Yeah. We all can. Nothing's physically stopping us. It's just. It's the choice, yeah. It's it's
2: making that choice.
1: Series of choices. Series of choices, yeah, absolutely. you, You started by going across the Nullarbor in the truck that led to this.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and Beck never used to – she used to be a campfire musician, you know, and now yeah. she's playing for four gigs a week yeah, right. with, with me. And, and she's only now just calling herself a professional musician. Yeah. Because you, um,
1: you guys play your own material separately and together. Like, you've got records together, right?
2: We've got one that we've managed well, to do together. Right. Which okay. was a small miracle, finding right. the time to record an album. But um, – yeah. And write the songs. That was the hardest thing.
1: Well, you got a recording studio in an in a ca- container as yeah, well, don't you? Yeah, a little <laughs> sea
2: container. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which we don't use it enough for our own yeah. purposes. But um, yeah, that's that's the that's the the lingering thing that's always around us is like trying to make time to write songs and get in the studio. The yeah. two of us, you know, because for the two of us to do that, we need to get a third, you know, someone else to come and look after yes. the kids. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's quite difficult and how with have you, all the different needs to to make that happen.
1: The other thing that we always come back to is is the importance of um, the, your relationship with your partner. You know, because yep. especially I found after the second one, it was easy to lose each other in that because you're, totally. you you when you've got one you can one you can have time off and it's just it's just a whole like I. Yeah I feel like two was such a massive step It's a big up.
2: leap isn't it? Yeah. yeah absolutely.
1: So then we really had to consciously start to see each other and try and and how the fuck do you do that in your y- situation?
2: Yeah, we we well it doesn't You're always
1: together but Yeah, you've got to
2: It doesn't happen unless we we actually book it in with each other or the calendar we have a shared calendar. If we do if we don't book it in it just doesn't happen. You know, yeah. time gets chewed up with the needs of the kids, you know, making food or homeschooling, or
1: because you know, we're we're stuff. around
2: <laughs> each other twenty four seven. You know, we see a lot of each other, mm. and it's it's the best and the hardest thing I reckon. Being in each other's face the see, whole time. It is those conflicting, conflicting things again. Simultaneously, so yeah. the 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 hard yeah. work for us is carving out the time for for self care, so that so that we don't be, turn into these devilish people that yeah you know if we don't get our own time to ourselves to to just defrag you know then then we just we start being nasty people to each other you know and that's that's something that every family i would imagine experiences but so we have to really make sure we get our self-care time we do it every morning we we alternate so i'll go one morning and do I like to go for a run along the beach or whatever, just have have a little meditation or whatever. Mm. Just focus on gratitude, yeah, just yeah. sit there and breathe and just focus on what's great. You've got I to do constantly that, don't you? choose that and, and we live in a
1: in a media cycle that won't let you do that either at least yeah. you're off the grid with that well shit. yeah
2: yeah we we totally choose to not buy into any media whatsoever, like yeah. we don't watch the news we We don't even really spend that much time on Facebook.
1: You can't uh, watch the news, especially as a parent, It's just because you've all got that negative. sensitivity now to the, the yeah. you know to suffering of people that comes yeah. weirdly. Well, it makes yeah. sense when you have kids too, and the, and and these the media news cycles are just so appalling. It's in humble. there, it, it's, it's all humble. you hear about when there are good things happening There's as well. There's some great
2: things. There's some really great things. There's just, just as many great thing. things yeah. happening in the world as there is bad. Yeah, you only hear about the bad stuff because that's what sells. But anyway, that's another. And,
1: but that and that is when you're already, at, you know, so if you're struggling with ha- with the kids and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, if there's hard periods, if you, all you need to do is click on one story, yeah. news story that's just diabolical and it yeah. can ruin your day. It certainly does for me. I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I don't do just it. Just got to stop myself, even if there's a temptation to check out something. Um, yeah, yeah, can't, it's can't so tempting, there. isn't it? Yeah, like it's can't so so that's good. Mm. So we
2: make we carve out time for ourselves first and foremost mm. so that our love tanks topped up and then mm. then we also need to tie, carve out time for for us together. Yes. And once yeah. our love tanks are topped up, we can then come together and nurture that fire that that started the whole thing in the first place. Right. And if, you know, and if that fire starts to fade, then everything fades and then it's just just everything just falls
1: apart. So I wonder if your how your Narrative is important then because I, I'm finding that with Missy. Luckily, we have a strong origin story, right. a very specific kind of we, – we got together in a certain way yeah. and and we tell the story to the kids and to us a lot. Well, I mean, in our case, it's been – she's told 70,000 Audiences, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like right, through her songs. Well, and, yeah. I'm just t- t- talking about how she wrote this song about us meeting in room or oh, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. there's right. a, we've got a strong sense of our our relationship narrative, yeah. how how we met, why we met, what our values were, what pulled us together. And, sure, and something about ta- telling the kids that, yeah, and talking about that, and then they came along and integrating that. Yeah. There's this ongoing narrative, narrative of our sure. lives, and it's easier to do when you've got a really obvious like. We met in Broome at Richard's wedding and we played a duet together. It's all very like that. But you guys had the truck narrative. You yeah. met very quickly, travelled across the Nullarbor. this gradual yeah. exploration of what you'd need to live on a truck and have a family. That's yeah. a strong narrative that you can sure lean yeah. on in, in hard times too.
2: Yeah, yeah. And like you guys, like we find ourselves telling that narrative to mm. Because we're, you know, also performers too. Yeah. We, we find ourselves meeting a lot of people as well, and mm. and they're quite often intrigued with the story, which comes yeah. out in our performances because we've got a lot of songs about it all as well. So mm. we're kind of documenting our story in the form of songs, and, and then when we introduce them, yeah. And then you know, people come up inevitably after the gig or in between sets, and they. They want to talk about the truck, or they want to talk about veggie oil, or they yeah, want to yeah. talk about homeschooling kids, or yeah. just the whole package in itself. They, you know, it's it's a different story, so it's it it can be interesting to some people, and so we find ourselves telling that story a lot, which is great because it keeps it fresh, and and then you know as life goes on, that narrative keeps continuing and and changing into what it's yeah. changing
1: into, and. Do you find you get a boost of gratitude with that? Because I, I, when I see people I haven't seen for a while they say, what have you been doing? And then I tell people what I've been doing yeah. and I hear myself saying all these amazing things I've had th- the opportunity to do. Yeah. We're, we're, and and I go, wow, yeah, actually I should be. Because I see the look on their face. They go, that yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. And I yeah. go, oh, yeah. And I have to go. Fuck you're a miserable asshole. Like, like you only, you know, you, you focus on the, the stresses, and then when you hear your n- narrative or you yeah. see the response to it, you go, you suddenly are able to see these positive things that because of the way they respond yeah. to it. I'm terrible like that. I have got to get that gratitude and remember what how um, privileged and lucky I am. You know. Well, I think that's uh, it's yeah. easy to not do that. And, I think
2: that's like, one of the addictions to 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 performing whatever yeah. your art form is like. Having that con telling you that story over and over to new people and having that reflected back to you, yeah, helps to keep it grounded and real in a sense, even yeah. though you know you could quite easily start to get a little bit of an inflated ego sometimes by sure. the constant barrage of people telling you this or that, yeah. But that's a whole other ball game, really, keeping that in check, yeah, yeah. Um, but but it, but yeah. it is great at the same time to. You know, left, if left to your own devices and if you weren't playing and, and you were just not telling your narrative all the time, then you'd forget about it and, and you, you would lose its, it would lose its nostalgia. And, yeah. And it would just become just another part of you that is not so interesting anymore.
1: Mm. And we're, 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 a, we're a storytelling species, aren't we? Like our yeah. whole way of grappling with the world is, is, is about story our personal story, the stories you tell yourself to get through, the yeah. song stories, you know, um, Indigenous cultures literally, you know, like song yeah. lines and stories that, that ground you and propel you forward and allow you to see the past and see where you are on this continuum Yeah. and this sort of thing.
2: And it's a constant dance, isn't it, between not getting caught up in your own story mm. but also listening to other people's stories and comparing yours to, to theirs. Mm. and there's this constant dance to sort of keep it in check you know? yeah
1: yeah and let it sort of cross over with other people's stories and, yeah. yeah
2: and that's and been inspired by their story and, and yeah. you inspiring their story. And...
1: We've lost a little bit of that in generally in the world because we all of our story I think happens on TV and movies. It's like external sure. entertainment story where in the past, before all the technology and all the TV and film and stuff, Story came to you via literally people telling you stories or singing songs, or you know, like you know, in the old days, like in I just know with my Irish family, the the, you know, everyone's got a story that they have to tell, like, or a song. What's your song? You know, you're gonna if you're in the pub and someone says right to a turn, then you've got a stock story or song that you tell, yeah, or you sing, and people don't have that as much anymore. But there's something lovely about that because that's magic,
2: it's a magic thing,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I reckon it really—it's a—it's a great interconnection that happens, you know, when those stories are told and shared, shared yeah, and and mutually shared, you know, if everybody has a turn. Then it's That's great. right.
1: Because you you you, no know one person. It's not like there's an audience here and a performer there. No, yeah, it's one got another. to be a two way street. Yeah, yeah. For
2: it to for it to work.
1: Yeah, we we, we share. Well, it's at least true in the past and traditionally, we are sure. all on the same level with that. Yeah. You know, you weren't a. The sort of passive audience thing was, it's funny, I remember seeing, I remember being able to tell people who watched a lot of TV from the stage. Right. Or people that weren't savvy to perform. Because say you're doing comedy, there'd always be a few people in the crowd who'd be like just stony-faced, yeah. not laughing. And they'd come up to the end of the show and say, that was so funny. Yeah, well, why the fuck were you sitting there, (laughs) kind of? And it's and I and I think it's because they they haven't learnt to be an audience, which I extrapolate to just having spent a lot a lot of time in front of as a passive audience, been in front of a TV or a, you know. Rather than here responding in real time to people's stories or to whatever, yeah. so it's happening internally, but they've they've evolved away from having to show it because it's a one way street.
2: Yeah, yeah and you, whereas know, other people will be lot. all
1: animated and they're smiling at you and they're leaning forward and they're
2: you know, all that yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely hear you. We see that a lot in yeah. the music scene too, playing these gigs, and you know sometimes you feel like you may as well be a pop plant in the corner, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you feel like you're playing to no one yeah. or, or just straight through them too. Yeah. But every now and then there's – well, quite often actually there's – well, yeah, and the strange thing is, yeah, like that, and, and those strange yeah. – pe- those, those same people will come up to you at the end of the year, oh, that, was,
1: that was great and fantastic.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like, well, why didn't you show some yeah. kind of,
1: you yeah. know, yeah. But sign I figure, I mean, that it's you to enjoying that it. It's got to be that yeah. they just don't know that they've never – or they haven't had much experience of – Storytelling slash entertainment being a two way yeah. street, you know, and I suppose for yeah. me as a performer, I know how I would I want it. So when I'm in an audience, yeah. I'm really sort of active, I'm trying to Absolutely. get their eye and I'm trying to yeah. go, come on, I'm trying to lift them up with a, yeah, yeah. you know, which can be exhausting it's, in yeah, itself. It sure is. So your kids are going like, uh, yeah, oh to so like, yeah, man,
2: yeah, they've, does that mean
1: they're going to cart you round in a truck when you're in I your old know, age?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that something like that happens. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They, Yeah, they do They do sort of talk about, I mean, they're only young. They're only yeah. young, but they they do sort of talk about, oh, when I grow up I'm going to get a red truck or right. you know, or a fire truck. Or...
1: They'd think in terms of truck. Their world is trucks, is their houses mm. on trucks.
2: But, yeah, I mean, but we're in a bit of a transition hopefully at the moment. Our family, we're sort of, I've I've developed a bit of a love of sailing and so we're going to try and try part of our year on the water. And so you never right. know, our kids might become sailors or they, yeah. might, they might become truckies or they might just go completely the other way and go, you know what, I've spent all my childhood in a box, I want to have a normal house, I yeah, have well, a stable life, I want to grow a veggie garden. Yeah. You know, they it's, might just rebel completely the opposite
1: it's, way. It's, the, it's, it's Alex from Family Ties Syndrome. Do you remember Family Ties? Mm -hmm. It was like a hippie parents and and their son's like a really conservative accountant. Oh, yeah. And he wears a suit to school and it's like this opposition where, you know, if you're hippies, your kids are going to be accountants. I can't
2: see it happening at this point, but (laughs) I wouldn't blame them if they did sort of just go, you know what, I just want to live in the city and have a They might dabble in it for
1: a while and then come to their senses. Of course, I
2: think they will. (laughs) Inevitably, dabble. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I suppose with the boat, you you could just take the box off the back of the truck. Yeah, and, it's and a dump natural it hull.
2: It's a it's a natural progression, really. Like we're already really we're living in a land yacht. You know, like yeah, it's tiny. You're at it's, sea. We're mm. at sea. The, the, I guess the difference is that you know we can get off this boat and run around in a park easily, mm. but when you're on a boat, you you know the only thing you can do is swim. Yeah. And up here,
1: in the Kimberley, it's not advised with all the crocs around. No, that's true. So it's another level of isolation. Yeah. You, you're right. If you, at least yeah, it's funny the desert-ocean parallel up here, isn't it? Because you, you can it's be right. driving up and down the, the west coast and there's this just vast desert. Yeah. And then the, the, the ocean as well. And yeah. They're both kind of they're, they're, yeah, flip pretty sides of the same. Yeah. Yeah, pretty similar. <clears throat>
2: so we're going to give that a go. That's the next chapter for us is to try... Mm. and see how we go floating mm-hmm. as a family and um because for me like and back we we have we've got this passion of you know living a, a light footprint and and living simply and you know to me it's a natural progression to go from veggie oil to sail power you know yeah. less moving parts and we don't have yeah, to collect yeah. oil and it doesn't burn anything
1: yeah, sure.
2: And there's other there's other costs involved, but but at least, you know, to move from A to B, we can just go by the wind. Yeah. And so that's yeah. just one less thing to fix.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I just like the feeling of it. It's just a, a great feeling yeah. to be able to get pushed along by the wind. Yeah. But as for how we're going to be able to do it as a family and – and and playing music while we're doing that is going to be a bit well, of a challenge. I haven't good. quite yeah. figured out yet. Sure. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
1: And so you could float around around uh, island places where you know go for it to yeah. tourist pla- resorts. Maybe is there somewhere in Indonesia where you could There's drop off? Of places, well, the money wouldn't yeah. be as good in terms of.
2: There's plenty of places. As for whether the quality of the gigs that we'll be able to do will be as nice, you know, because yeah, right, you know. No, well, cause no offense to anybody out there, but sometimes yacht clubs can be a little bit of a snotty kind of a place, <laughs> yeah. snobby kind I'm of sure, yeah. clientele. Yeah, but but uh, but having said that, there's 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 just as many, you know, really down to earth, yeah, places sailors out there and yacht clubs as as there is the, the polo shirts and deck shoes type yacht clubs.
1: Yeah, and you you know a lot of the fathers talk about we've talked about the importance of just. Just being around, it's not even about the quality of the time you spend. You don't have to make it all count. And it is if you don't see them very much. Mm. But I suppose that for you, at least, you just, you are, that's not a problem. You're there, you're always around. Yeah. You're spending time. Yeah. I and mean, you're all together all the time.
2: Yeah. 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 So, you know, we may as well be in a nice place while we're around each other all the time.
1: Yeah. It's possible to do. Do anything. This is the beauty of Western Australia that I discovered when I first came over here. It just really feels like anything's possible. Right. And maybe I met the right people at the right time too, but I don't know. I think know. there's
2: something special about this particular place too, the Kimberley. Like it seems to be like there's a lot of people that are doing things a bit differently up here. Yeah. And doing what they want to do and making it work somehow.
1: Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. You, you somehow make it work. I think intention counts a lot up here. For
2: they say this place is an amplifier of right. you know for those intentions. Like if whatever your intentions are, it they say that the energy of this place is it just blows it up into big things. Or if you're in a bit of a dark space, it right. can be a really dark place.
1: Oh, well, that's why you can see people here at very different, you know. Yeah, and you may not may not be of your choosing either you may not have a choice you know mm. um there's certainly a lot of um with when i was up here the first time drinking and stuff there's there's people who are kind of ending their their story here as well you know right, right? Like, yeah. like if you're haven't got it together it can be really rough right and yeah. and and you can't go anywhere You've, you're at the edge of the country you can't run any further yeah that's right yeah. and but if you want to get it to you know, if you want to con- change that, it's also incredibly possible too. Yeah, or at and least, powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's so, did place. you
2: did you find like I'm not that familiar with your journey, but so you were here in a bit of a dark place, you know, drinking a lot and things like that. Did you decide in your mind that? That you were going to change that here or was it somewhere
1: else? Well, I'd been to Broome in the past and I always loved yeah. it. It goes, well, it goes, I've, I've said this before, but it goes back to Malcolm Douglas because he used to live here. I used to see those docos when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to Broome now. Yeah. And uh, so I always thought of it as a, a romantic place. I came yeah. here in my 20s, basically out trying to outrun my problems. I went to Perth and nothing yeah. changed because I, yeah. And, you know, and then I'd eventually have to move somewhere else. Came to Broome. Yeah. I escaped in the middle of the night on a greyhound bus because I knew it was only, you know, the police were starting to know me too well and stuff like yeah. that. I thought, you know what, I've got to leave. I knew by then well enough when to get out before. Yeah. Not, not that I would do anything really bad. I'd just burn bridges and yeah, it would just turn to shit one yeah. way or another. So yeah. I'd get out. So then I'd go to bloody Darwin or Catherine or somewhere like that. I ran. I, I, I did what the... Elkie's called Geographicals. Right. And we're we're famous for that. You know, you, you go you think if you change the place you change everything oh, yeah, yeah, apart yeah. from the booze and, yeah. and everything will be different and it's we, and it's not. It's a new thing. But then I yeah, I just in desperation someone said to me, Come to Broome. And I went, Right, I'm out. And I came here and then everything changed. Yep. Yeah. Uh ten years ago. Just changed everything. Yeah. Extraordinary, which is what people said happens. Which was the freakiest thing about I wonder if it's an
2: amplifier it. thing, like because well, you came yeah. here with a, with a with a changed attitude, maybe. Yeah, I and expected And just amplified it. that. I, and yeah, just...
1: and I know this is not going to be the case for everyone, and it's you know, there's there's a lot of luck and there's a lot of whatever, but I came here, I entered the place no believing that it had magical powers, right, and also ready to change, yeah, and committed to. I remember going. The only thing I haven't tried is helping other people, being part of a community. Wow. And so I came here and went, well, I'm going to try to give something back. I'm going to try and make myself available and get to, you know what I mean, not just. uh, Yeah, what's
2: that Buddhist saying about happiness and and giving back? It's like. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like the pinnacle of happiness is is to give.
1: Yeah. Something like that. It's, you know, how much you're. How much you give is proportionate to what you, to your, happiness. What your, your yeah. happiness is, yeah. And that, that sort of changed everything for me. And the weird thing about broom was that people would say, I'd say, hey, like a bit sort of feeling a bit foolish and embarrassed, I'd say, this really weird thing happened, right? I, I decided I, I wanted to experience something and then two days later it just fell in my lap. So I wanted to be a playwright. You know, the next day someone puts a sign up in the thing saying looking for playwrights will teach you how to be one. There's, there's a number of things like that down to missing, uh, meeting Missy and mm. all these things that happened. And I'd say to people, hey, just embarrassed and whispering this thing, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's just broom." And i go, what? But yeah. well, I was expecting them to be thinking I was a dreadful hippie and yeah. seeing stuff there's and it was lot of nothing. And they'd just go, that. oh, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the thing. That's what happens. I'm like, what? Because I'm a very reluctant kind of, you sp- know, I'm, I'm sp- spiritual in my own yeah. way, but I'm not, I'm not very woo-woo, you know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> easily convinced of stuff. But broom fucks with your It does. thing. Cause well, it might, I don't
2: know if it's broom or a top-end thing, but it's definitely true for us too. Like Beck, Beck had a song called Already Dancing and it was a song that she wrote about meeting me before she'd even met me. Right and she 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 wrote this song, she sang it, and then all of a sudden, you know she's manifested you know her fella yeah, in the song and and the similar thing has happened to us, you know, we don't make a lot of money, but somehow or other we've manifested um this boat that we bought, right, yeah, which was not an expensive one by any means, but, but but it's a boat, and it's something that we could try to live on and and it's because we wrote a song about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, you, you're you visual. I mean, you, you have to visualise something before you can find it. In yeah. In a way, you know, if you want to just be totally practical about it. Yeah. You need to be on the lookout. But then maybe it's also something to do with space. There's just a lot of space on the, in the West. Yeah. And the top. There's a lot of... Th- there's... the The country is very present and so that pulls you out your gaze so it, well yep. also inward god i don't know wow yeah, but it also doesn't work Starting for everyone yeah
2: quantum physics you <laughs> know it? The,
1: but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work for everyone you know like i know but, but nah, i think that's the, the amplifying thing too cuz most people either rave about broom when i meet them in melbourne they're like oh or they're like that's a shithole, man i hated it yeah you know like yeah. and it really there's there's a real and I um, I think it might be the amplification thing, where you're Maybe, at, at yeah. the time. I don't know. Yeah, but I've heard a few people on. talk there's about the amplifier
2: going. thing. Um, the, the one I remember being Quickie. Have you had Greg Quick on? Yeah, on? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about this place being an amplifier. Right. And, you know, and he talks about it in his Quickie way. You know, he brings yeah. stars and makes it the all magical. And it, yeah. Makes it sound pretty woo-woo and awesome. Yes, that's but. right. But um, that's where I first heard it from him. And ever since hearing that, I have like, wow, yeah, okay. And Will's, Will's got some stories too. You know, this the fellow whose house we're in right now, he's got some pretty interesting stories about when he first came to Broome and yeah. how it, it picked him up and spat him out and said, don't come back here again. Right. This, Yeah, he had a bit of a hard journey, mm. you know, coming here, being initiated into Broome. Yeah. And he's worked through that and now
1: he's... Yeah, going well. Yeah, he's in here. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a weird thing, but we, you know, we, at least our kids are, we're able to to try and show them some of it too. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, cool Dave. Right, there, there we are. Thanks, Dave. I need a wee. Excellent. <laughs> uh I'm, I'm never very good at closing these things. That's what I say. Goodnight for so good night. This is say good night, folks. Thanks about. for listening. <laughs> all right. See you.
0: podcast was recorded at castaway studios in collingwood here we provide affordable accessible professional podcasting production facilities to the full range of podcasters all the way from basic studio hire right through to full season production packages you can get us on castawaycollingwood at gmail.com or just look up castaway
1: studios on all the social medias